Hello, this is David, and you're listening to In the Background. Hello, hello, hello to anyone listening. Like I said, this is David. And you're listening to In the Background. It's a podcast I do. You can check out other episodes. Not trying to make money. I'm not trying to get fame. I'm just trying to be obedient to what the Lord tells me to do with extra time in my life. As we all have times where maybe it's easy to sit in front of a TV. It's easy to sit in front of your phone. But it's a special time if I feel led to share from the Word what's going on in my life, what I see in the Word, what I see in the world. Um, This isn't necessarily a teaching podcast. I would have to say that when I share, it's more topical, and it's just how I go about it. And um, I want to share just a little bit of what I feel like the Lord has been teaching me in my life. Uh, Today I actually turned 36, so I'm fairly young still. I don't feel young, but I know I'm young. And there was a phrase, when I woke up this morning, I had a lot of anxiety for some reason. I don't even know where it came from. I've never had a nervous breakdown. I know plenty of people who struggle with that. I never understood it, but this morning I kind of got a glimpse of what it could be like. And it wasn't fun. And it just, I had worries. I had natural worries. I had financial worries. Um, My wife and I were pregnant with our first child. And we're due here in about four weeks. Um, So it's coming up fairly soon. You know, I look at the economy. I look at natural things. And the natural things just look tough ahead you know. And uh, as I sat in the presence of the Lord this morning, I had uh, a brother from the country of Honduras. I went down there a while ago with my pastor to go share and build with them, meet them. They reached out to us for part of a big, my, the church I'm a part of is part of a international group of churches called CTMI. You can check them out if you want. Um, I don't want to use the term charismatic, but, you know, if you're a Baptist type of person, uh, maybe you won't like all of the teachings. That's fine. But um, it's just the group of churches we're a part of. And I went down with there. Long story short, um, I had a brother there who gave a word, and the word was that my wife and I would fall pregnant, and we did. We were not able to conceive for We've been married for seven years, and it just has never happened. And then one brother reached out, and I got a other message just from that brother this morning, and it just so happened to be on my birthday. He doesn't know. But the Lord really uses people, and uh, it just—we are meant to encourage each other. We're meant to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit 
I believe the Holy Spirit works through us. We have to seek the Lord to feel what He is trying to do with our lives, with us, what He's trying to do in us and through us. And this brother just is spot on when the Lord tells him to do something, and he messaged me, and I haven't heard from him since May when I saw him. And uh, here we are getting ready to have a baby. But that's not all what I wanted to talk about. He shared just a brief little thing with me this morning, and it broke me. And when I thought about God this morning, who he is to me, who he is to others, what I see in the scriptures, what he is to the church at large. You know, when I look around the church, in the natural, I see denominations, I see divisions, I see differences of different people, and that will be a topic for another day. But when I look at the church, I see what he is to the church. And uh, and this morning, I just felt so touched by this brother and everything the Lord has did for me in my life. You know, sometimes I think we need to take a step back, you know, from careers, from our needs, our wants, our worries, and we need to just look at the Lord and thank him for everything. And if we have nothing, we thank him for giving us the gift of salvation. The verse I wanted to focus on today, it's actually chapter 4 in James. So if you want to listen or follow along, feel free to do so. I'll, I'll read the whole chapter. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and, and cannot obtain. You fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. To spend it on your own passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is an enemy, being an enemy with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made dwell in us but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, Submit yourselves before, therefore, to God, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. 
Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks evil against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. Therefore, is no one there? There is only one lawgiver and one judge. He who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, I will go into such and such a town, spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whatever, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is a sin. Now, there's a few different sections I just want to go over quickly with you. There has been many times in my life where I am looking around me and I'm not keeping my eyes on Jesus. I'm not keeping my focus on the Lord, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and seeking the wisdom and the direction of God our Father. As I look at my life in the past year, there has been worries, there has been judgments, I like we just read through, not to judge your brother, because who are you to judge? Obviously, there's wisdom and discernment when things happen in your church or with people in your life. But there comes a time in every Christian's life where he needs to quit looking around him as I do very often. When I worship in church, I, I have to have my eyes closed. I actually, if I, if I have my glasses on, I normally wear contacts, but when I have my glasses on, I take them off because I say, Lord, I want to only see you in this time of worship. I'm here worshiping with a family, but we're not trying to be a choir and all sing beautiful music. Worship comes from the heart. And I say, Lord, I'm broken and I need you this morning. Lord, I want to praise you, and I don't want to look at anything going on around me. I very often thought how terrible it would be at times to be blind and not be able to see things, but realize it's probably a blessing in of itself that you are not distracted by natural things that you find beauty in, that you may want to covet, that you may want, and uh, it's just a thought I've had here and there, so. But this part here, come now who say today or tomorrow we were going to such and such and make a make money and trade and do profit. What is your life for you? A mist that appears. That's one of my favorite verses I like to think about. It doesn't mean I don't think about my baby that's on his way. 
and that I want a future for him and I want this for him and I want that. But I realize time is short and that we have a child and the child is a gift from God to raise, to grow, and to point back to our Father in heaven. That is my main job as a father is to not look at me, but is to teach him values, to teach him morals, and to teach him to seek the Lord in all things and to worship the Lord. Yeah, like I said, it's one of my favorite verses. What is your life for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. It puts into perspective, for me anyway, that I need to keep my eyes on the Lord and that I need to not look at the trials and tribulations ahead of me, but be aware of what's happening around us because I don't know when the Lord's returning. All I know is that I do feel time is short, not only because of what I see going on in the natural around me with all the things going on in the earth. The earth grumbles and moans for the return of the Lord to bring peace, to bring, to judge those who are wicked and to bring justice to the earth. And obviously as Christians, we all want to see restoration. We want to see people come to the Lord. We want to see the Lord return and reign as he is king of our life and he will soon at some point be a natural king and reign on the earth as we see in revelation but our life is short you know i look at i'm like i've said i just turned 36 and life is so short i just it feels like yesterday i was in high school and it seemed like yesterday I didn't know the Lord, and I just got saved. And you just look at where the Lord has brought me now. You know, when we're in, when we're in the gospel, serving Jesus, looking to the Lord, it is the best place to be. I don't want to be distracted by looking left or looking right or looking around me. This life is too short to be worried. That's why the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but each day has its own set of worries. And that's what I felt like this morning. I felt this morning like like a whole world was not against me, but it's like, you know, I have a lot of good going for me in my life. The Lord is taking care of um, my wife, my natural life, my business, and Obviously, all that could be gone in a day. Everything can change. But what do I do when that happens? I have to press into the Lord. Our Father in heaven knows our needs, knows everything that I want and everything and I, I need There are things in my life that I know need to be weeded out that he sees and he'll put his finger on that to deal with me when he's good and ready. And this morning it was providence, God being our provider. If I look 
too much at the provision that I do need. I am going to only worry about that because I need to survive. I need to eat. I need to feed my family. I need to pay my bills. I live here in Sarasota, Florida. I'm originally from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, my family migrated out of Philly to Lancaster, grew up there, met my wife. I did missions overseas for a little while. And we're set up shop here in Florida with a church that's a part of, like I said, CTMI. It's called Grace Fellowship of Sarasota. You can check them out online. Great messages. Um, a lot of different leaders share. Way better than I share, even. But when I'm looking at the needs, it can overwhelm. If I look at our monthly budget of what we need to survive... It's astronomical. Like, I have a lot of natural political opinions that make me a little disgusted with where we're at here in the U.S. But, you know, empires rise and empires fall. I uh, teach kids church with my wife, and we were going through all the new, the Old Testament. And uh, yesterday I had to teach, uh, it was probably about two hours maybe an hour and a half. Our church is pretty long, just to warn you if you do watch them, but it's good. Um, we taught from Nahum to Malachi, and there's a lot of information in there, and there's a lot of the Israelites turning from the Lord and the Lord rebuking them and, and saying, but I will restore you. And a lot of times they have taken their eyes off of the Lord and they have looked at what they needed. Even in the desert, the Lord provided manna and honey and milk for them and, and, and gave them everything they needed. And after a while of the Lord providing in a supernatural way, they still look, oh, we still are eating manna. Is there nothing else? And I'm like, the Lord has been providing for you. And I find myself in that position now where... I look at my life and I say, Lord, you have been providing more than what I need. And yet, even if you provided nothing, Lord, glory be your name. Praise to the Father in heaven who takes care of us. If I have nothing in the natural, the Lord, excuse me, the Lord is still good. If I have everything in the natural, the Lord is good. The Lord is good no matter what my circumstances are. But I have to put my requests before the Lord and say, Lord, you know what I need. I need the Lord every morning. You know, I'm trying, not in a legalistic way, I don't believe in legalism, but I do believe in a good discipline to talk to my father every morning. I love hearing from my natural dad. And I'm about to have a son. And I would love to communicate with my son. I'm, I'm ready to hear my son speak to me at some point, to have discussions with him, to take care of him, to guide him. Our Heavenly Father wants to do the same with us. But it's not about taking my life and putting it in my own, taking my life in my own hands. We have to live with open hands. I have to say, Lord, take what needs to be taken out and leave what needs to be in. You know, there are so many other people who have 
crazy testimonies. And it doesn't belittle what little testimonies are, are happening in your life or in my life. You know, there are people going through way heavier of a trial than myself. There's a couple in our church, their son, he's seven years old. He has some sort of genetic disorder, but they recently, he had a seizure and a stroke, and here they found the mass on his brain. They have a road before them that hopefully I never have to walk. But the Lord is comforting them, and I see that in them. There's still worry. There's still natural things that they have to do and that they're letting go of and seeking the Lord and trusting in Him for. And in that same way, that happens. You don't need to go through a crazy trial to let the Lord deal with things in your life and to give you a hope and to give you comfort. The Holy Spirit is called as a comforter. The Holy Spirit guides us, comforts us, points us to Christ, points us to get our vision back on God, our Heavenly Father. You know, there are so many different people who go through things, and sometimes I'm looking like, oh, wow, that must cause them to have such a deep spiritual maturity. And it's like, there is something to that, obviously, walking a road when when helping other people walk that same road. Because in the Bible, it says, as a church, we bear with one another. We mourn with each other. We rejoice. We weep with each other. Um. But we're all in this together as a church, as I said in the beginning. You know, I want to stop looking at the church as different denominations. You believe in Jesus was the Son of God and that we receive His Holy Spirit and that we are a chosen people. There's a lot of second and third tier things that we need to work out, but we're all in this together. And the way that the world is going We need to prepare ourselves to be a spiritual people, to point back to Christ, to point back to our Heavenly Father, and to not take our eyes off of Him and look at the road before us or what is needed or or how am I going to provide for this or do this and do that. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus every single day, every single morning. I'm trying to start off my day by seeking the Father. There are some days I don't even know what to pray, and Jesus says exactly what to pray. He says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is the prayer I have every day that... God, your will be done here, not my will. Lord, you take care of me. Lord, you provide for me. Let me do not my will, but your will be done, Lord. What does your will look like in my day-to-day life? Lord, my hands are open. Take care of me. First of all, take care of my family, Lord. Take care of me. And let us serve the Lord together. Let us be built spiritually. Let us be a spiritual people that seek the Lord, read the Word, listen to the Holy Spirit, and walk in this life and point to Jesus. So that's all I really have for this morning. I have to go about and do 
I have to go to work. As my wife and I both work, we serve the Lord. We look for the opportunities. We listen to what He's asking us to do. Go to meetings, Bible studies, church, fellowship throughout the week. So, thanks guys. I hope you guys have a blessed week. And keep your eyes on the Lord.